What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com. Uh, <laughs> last night was something kind of funny. Um, one thing that I like absolutely hate is not being able to sleep. Like, uh, I think right after we got sick, um, I remember I was just having a terrible time. And uh, it was like right after we finished uh, being sick, and I was like, I've got work the next morning. And I could not fall asleep until 7.30 a.m., woke up at 8.30 a.m., and it was just, it was miserable, right? Like, I used to be able to do this for work. Like, I used to pull all-nighters, like, programming and designing and stuff uh, in my 20s, and I just can't do that anymore. I get sick. I literally get sick uh, from staying up for too, uh, for too long. So, um, when uh, my wife, Holly, uh, told me last night she's like man I cannot sleep I, I had compassion you know I was like I, I had this this feeling of what it was like for me like uh earlier on the week and so every now and then when this happens she goes hey tell me a story and help me fall asleep and so a lot of times what I do is I uh it, that's known that I'm going to go for baseball I'm going to tell her a baseball story and uh so uh, because she just doesn't really connect with baseball and that'll just help her to knock her out like real quick. So, uh, I thought, you know what, I'm going to go like even more crazy, boring for her. And I'm going to talk about my disdain for going to the grocery store. So I start telling her this monologue that was going to be long about just how I couldn't stand going to the grocery store and, uh, uh, getting a laundry list of things that she wants me to get where I have to call her 27 different times to make sure that I'm getting the right thing or asking her where in the store everything is and everything. And uh, so <laughs> about two minutes in, she goes, no, 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 stop. I'm like, what? She's like, this is too interesting. <laughs> Talk about baseball instead. <laughs> and so <laughs> I tried to try to kind of compose myself a little bit here and be monotone but like I had to I had to sit there and think about that for a little bit like thinking are you kidding me you would rather uh you think that is more interesting for me to talk about how I hate going to the grocery store than about baseball <laughs> and so anyways it was really kind of a funny thing so I went into this uh to this deal where I said okay let's let's just talk about baseball and so I don't remember exactly what I started with, but I do know, uh, oh yeah, I think I, I think I started off with, uh, uh, talking about Frank Thomas and I remember, uh, 1990 leaf. Now I, I would go through like how the series one packs, they, when they came out in 1990 were five bucks and the series two packs were 10 bucks. And, uh, how my favorite baseball card shop, uh, owner, my hero at the time, Mike, from the bullpen in Fresno, California, uh, opened up a pack of 90 Leaf himself. And to our amazement, he pulled out Frank Thomas. Now, we, we all knew that Frank Thomas was like some up-and-coming guy, but we didn't know who he was. He was like four bucks at the time, right? So what he does is he shows it to everybody, puts in a little plastic snap case, and puts it in his display and says, somebody should buy this because this card is going to go up for like 13 months in a row. And interestingly enough it went up for like 13 months in a row like it was crazy i've never seen anything like that before i was like my gosh this guy is a magician so then holly says oh yeah didn't you meet frank thomas i go yeah i met frank thomas and i uh, showed him some customs i did and he loved them and you know he took pictures together and then how i met craig biggio and 
Tom Glavin. And then so Tom Glavin, uh, we went into the the aces of the Braves in the mid-90s. We had Steve Avery, Tom Glavin, John Smoltz, Greg Maddox. And we talked about Greg Maddox, how he was the professor, and John Smoltz, how he was the a guy that you know rejuvenated himself after uh, being a starter to being a reliever afterwards. And going back to Greg Maddox, how uh, you know, the professor, he was not a guy that had overpowering stuff, but he sure could paint the heck out of corners and, and everything. So we just continually went through this and how he, uh, was so dominant and how, except Tony Gwynn got, you know, had his number and then, uh, Tony Gwynn, the type of player he was and Kirby Puckett, the type of player he was. And, you know, so I just jumped around a lot and it was kind of fun. And, uh, I don't know exactly what time, uh, Holly clocked out after I talked about all this stuff, but I tried to give like a wide array of things I hadn't talked about before. And, uh, yeah, I just don't know. Like for me personally, I don't know how that could have, uh, put anyone to sleep anyways, because like what I was talking about was wildly interesting, right? <laughs> Mid nineties, Braves, Tony Gwynn, Frank Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> to me, this is all incredible stuff. And I even went back and talked about, uh, you know, King Kelly, obviously, then Honest Wagner, and then the passing of the torch to Ty Cobb, and then the, the kind of rivalry thing that Ty Cobb versus Babe Ruth had with the dead ball era versus the live ball era, and, you know, to me, like, just all incredible stuff, like, I love that stuff. So, anyways, um, you know, I just thought it was kind of a funny thing where, you know, Holly just was like, okay, this stuff is like way more boring to me than like talking about going to grocery store. <laughs> so anyways, in any event, um, I'm not sure how well, uh, my storytelling did to help lull her to sleep, but in any event, for some reason I went off into like a tangent in my head of what to talk about tonight. And I thought it'd be kind of fun to build virtually together with you right now. Um, the ultimate 80s binder okay so we're going to stay away from the psa bgs sgc graded stuff right it's going to be just raw old school cool 80s cards and we'll go from uh from set to set uh and let's see what we come up with so for me personally we'll start off with obviously 1980 tops is the last year that tops had the you know market themselves uh back then um, and so the obvious ones you want to go for, um, are obviously, is obviously Ricky Henderson. There's not a whole lot else in there. Um, I would probably go for something like a, uh, Nolan Ryan or something in there. Uh, I like 80 tops. It's my birth year. Um, not really sure if there's anything else I'd put in a binder though, like maybe just Ricky Henderson. So, uh, moving forward in 1981. Uh, we have two new competitors that have entered the ring, Donners and Fleer. They won their lawsuit against Tops, if I remember correctly, um, to be able to create licensed cards. Um, they could not, uh, they lost, I think, um, adding bubble gum into the packs. So 81 is the first and only year that Donners and Fleer offered bubble gum. And they didn't, you know, sugar them or anything, so they would like, stick to the you know first card in the pack so anyway so 81 donors i'd probably go for uh the second year ricky henderson which is obviously the first honors card of his uh probably put in uh tim reigns in there as well um because i think he's i think he's got a rookie in there uh 
as far as 81 Donruss goes, I'm not sure if there's anything else. I don't think Fernando Valenzuela has a rookie in 81 Donruss. Um, there are there are a slew of second year guys, not second year guys. I'm sorry, but uh, uh, stars that you know you might want to consider. I probably wouldn't, but they'd be the same guys I would consider for 80 tops, for instance, like George Brett. Uh, Ozzie Smith would be a good one for 80, I guess, also. Uh, you know, maybe Dave Winfield. Um, who else? Nolan Ryan, of course. So, you know, there's a, there's a smattering of, of really great players from that time period. But for the most part, if I would really kind of go like lean and mean, I'd say 80 tops, Ricky Henderson. 81 Donruss, Ricky Henderson, Tim Raines. Uh, flipping over to 81 Fleer. Um, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong. I think Keith Overman did some photography for Fleer in 81 or 82 or something. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that. I don't recall. Uh, but anyway, so as far as players and cards go for 81 Fleer, I probably would do also, again, Ricky Henderson. I think he's got a few cards in uh, 81 Fleer. Um, trying to think back, like, what's in 81 Fleer? Fernando Valenzuela might be in there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of drawing a blank here. So uh, my knowledge will probably get better as we go because I'm really literally just going through my head and I haven't really thought too much recently about Ewan Fleer. <laughs> so anyways, um, again, you know, Nolan Ryan might be a good one. But again, if we're going like lean and mean, then I might just, you know, stick with, uh, you know, like Tim Raines if he's in there. Um I think like when I was younger or you know when I, when I was uh, younger even up to about a couple years ago I really wasn't uh, Harold Baines wasn't really a, a, a thing for people to collect uh, back then until he hit the Hall of Fame like within the last few years so I don't even know if he had a Donruss or Fleer car I think he's just got an A1 Tops uh, rookie and it might just be A1 Tops traded I don't recall but in any event um so, you know, moving over to, uh, well, first of all, there's a 80, trying to think if there, if we want to add in some errors, um, cause I think there is an 81 or 82 flare. Ah, I can't think of the guy's name. I think it was like a reverse negative. I'll have to look that up. I'll have to look that up. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to drive me nuts until I can figure it out. But anyways, uh, so uh, so probably add that guy in there too, whoever it is, um, whether it was 81 Fleer or 82 Fleer, I don't know. Uh, but moving to tops, I think we can uh, safely say that there's like rookies of Fernando Valenzuela. Um, there is uh, Tim Raines in there. And also like, I think both those guys were in 81 top straight along, like I said, with uh, Harold Baines. So I don't know if Harold Baines would make it into my binder if I were creating an 80s ultimate binder. Maybe so. Maybe so because he's a Hall of Famer, I guess, now. But I would, yeah, I, I think we'd throw him in there. Um, obviously, I'd want Ricky Henderson as well, even though it's like a second-year card. Um, and uh, I love all the early 80s Ricky Henderson stuff. I think it's really good. Um, so I'm trying to think if there's anything else in anyone tops. I believe that there might be a Dave Henderson rookie um, in 81, maybe. If that's the case, I'd want to have him in there. Uh, 
because I love Dave Henderson. Um, he passed away a few years ago, if I remember correctly. Um, so moving on to 82, this is where Donruss started putting in the, the puzzles and Fleer started putting in the stickers and Topps was the sole, sole uh, 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 card company that had gum rights there. So 82 Donruss, the, the, the big one, is obviously uh, Cal Ripken Jr. And I would definitely put in uh, Nolan Ryan and 82 Donruss uh, as well. I don't think there's really anyone else I would care about. I mean, I, I you know, again, Ricky Henderson, I'd probably put in there. That might be it. That might be it for A2 Donruss. A2 Fleer. Okay, so maybe John Littlefield. Maybe that's the name of the error card. And maybe that's an 82 Fleer. But I feel like there's another one in there, actually. I can think of it. <laughs> so, uh, rough photography all, all around for A2 Fleer. They're like the, the Cal Ripken Jr. rookie for A2 Fleer. Like, he's like... Uh, you know, just like a full body shot, like way off in the distance or something. <laughs> I would absolutely put that in my binder, my ultimate 80s binder for sure. Uh, again, Ricky and Ryan would probably be in there too. Uh, 82 tops. Let's see. So we've got the actual set and the traded set. And uh, I would probably do, you know, like I said, Ryan and Ricky. I love 82 tops, Ricky Anderson. I think that's just a great part. Um, Cal Ripken Jr. He's got the the triple uh, Future Stars card in A2 Tops, but he's got standalone in A2 Tops traded. So both of those guys would have to go in there. Uh, I feel like um, I might consider the A2 Tops traded Ozzy Smith because I think that's his first Cardinals card if they're in there, if I remember correctly. Could be completely wrong. But anyways, so... Uh, that kind of wraps it up for A2. A3 gets a little more interesting. Um, so, and you actually start seeing like, by the way, if you pay attention to the box art, starting in 81, I think it is, you see that there's more competitive uh, verbiage on all of these uh, boxes from like, you know, especially like Tops and, you know, Donners and Fleer. I mean, they're the only ones that were around. Uh, but they... It's like they've recognized that they now have competition, that they're competition with each other. So they're like, you know, award winning this or, or the real one or whatever, you know, it's just kind of funny. Um, but anyway, so A3 gets interesting because we have a trio of really good guys. Uh, so Donners, Fleer, and Tops across the board. Uh, we have rookie cards of Wade Boggs, Tony Gwynn, and Ryan Sandberg. We also have second-year cards of, uh, of Cal Ripken Jr. that I'd consider adding in there um, as well. But definitely the big three. Uh, Donruss and, and Fleer have not yet done an update or rookie traded set yet. Okay, so Tops has. So for A3 Tops traded, um, we would have to put in the Daryl Strawberry because uh, that's his, his uh, first card there. Um, I don't remember if there's anything else interesting in A3 Tops traded, but at the very least, we'd want that Daryl Strawberry. So, 84, <coughs> excuse me, uh, 84 gets interesting because in my mind, this is kind of where the script is flipped and Donners and Fleer are somewhat more... Uh, 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 desirable 
than tops for the first time, to me at least. Maybe not for you, but to me. So, uh, A4 Donners, big deal of a card, of a set. Um, the big daddy is, is the Don Mattingly rookie. There's also a Daryl Strawberry rookie. There's a Joe Carter rookie. And they have other guys like Sid Fernandez, I think is his rookies in there and some other guys. But for my binder, uh, I would absolutely put in the Mattingly and the Strawberry at a minimum. Uh, so 84 Fleer, um, they, obviously they've got the, the Mattingly and the Strawberry as well, but uh, Fleer did something very interesting where they started adding in an update set. So they were kind of mimicking what Topps was doing, which is really kind of neat. And it was extremely limited and it's considered to be one of the uh, toughest sets of the 80s, especially in that time period. And so there are three notable cards in 84 Fleer Update. We have Kirby Puckett, we have Roger Clemens, and we have Dwight Gooden. I would absolutely put all three of those guys in there in my binder. Um, and moving on to tops, I, I would still do the Mattingly and uh, the Strawberry. And the fun thing about uh, 84 tops, by the way, uh, I came up with a uh, custom card for somebody and I called it Flopress, where I used a mix of design and different elements and pictures where I combined all of the Don Mattingly rookie cards into one called, and the uh, logo that said Flopress. It was really kind of a fun thing. Um, but anyway, so uh, A3 and A4 tops both iconic designs, but in my book, at least A4 Tops comes in a uh, solid third um, behind Donerson Fleer for 84 uh, for that year. So, um, but anyways, and so A4 Tops traded. Um, I feel that the only one that I can think of that would be worth pulling would be Dwight Gooden because um, they did not, you know, they missed the boat when it came to uh, Kirby Puckett and Roger Clemens, which is, you know, kind of an unfortunate deal because um, that would be fun, right, to have a A4 Tops traded uh, Roger Clemens and A4 Tops traded Kirby Puckett, but we don't have those, um, which is fine because it's, it's kind of neat to have just the Fleer as well. Um, so moving on to A5, uh, it's, it's again, I feel like the mystique of Donerson Fleer kind of edges out Tops for me again. Um, uh, so Donnerson's got like a real nice, uh, black border and, uh, they've obviously got the, the two big guys in that set. And I probably would limit it only to these two, which would be, uh, Kirby Puckett and Roger Clemens. And, uh, they also did, uh, a leaf set. So a Canadian version of it, where if I remember correctly, I believe both of those guys are in the leaf set as well. Uh, to keep it mainstream, I probably just uh, limit it to the Donner's versions, but just wanted to let you know that, you know, there are 85 leaf versions of both Clemens and Puckett, if I recall correctly. So, um, same photography, uh, just a little bit of a different logo on the front, and I think there's some French writing on the back, and I think they're different numbers, different card numbers. Um, so, 85 Fleer, we're going to move that to 85 Fleer. We have, like, a real nice silver border. Um, and, uh, you know, really kind of, uh, 
same thing mirrors Donruss uh, there's uh, um, uh, Clemens and Puckett rookies I would absolutely put those in the ultimate 80s binder um, and by the way a great thing about doing these uh, is uh, hang on one second I had to <laughs> stop for a second because there was a dog that was chasing me here but anyways <laughs> uh, so going back to uh, uh, 85 Fleer uh, you know they also have like an A5 Fleer update set I don't think there was anything in it I don't think there was anything in A5 Tops trade either so uh, but A5 Tops though uh, Tops did have the edge in doing a Team USA set um, did not have Will Clark in that set I don't think they had Barry Larkin in that set but it would have been phenomenal if they did but what they did have is they had Mark McGuire that Mark McGuire set went nuts during like the 98 season, obviously. And, um, you know, during his Bash Brother years as well, but especially the 98 home run chase. Um, just a phenomenal card. Tops also uh, did the Clemens and the Puckett. So there's a nice trifecta of rookies right there. Um, and really when it comes to Tops, like what well, looks like, you know, for the design, from a design perspective, I think I like Tops better than Donnerson Fleer for 85. Uh, however, there's just like something, some sort of mystique about Donnerson Fleer, but Tops might get the edge because they have McGuire in there. So, anyways, those three cards I would definitely put in there. I don't think there's anything else in 85 Tops that I would care about putting in there. Uh, if Clark and Larkin had Team USA cards, I would absolutely put those in there, but they're not, they don't exist. Um, so going forward, 86, 86 was a tremendous year, um, as was 87. Um, but thing is, it was like the, the production started ramping up right around this time, mainly 87, but like cards started like we made a lot more in these years. So, uh, while there are a number of desirable rookies in this crop uh, for 86 and 87, 88, 89, the production just, you know, skyrockets. So it's like super easy to get the stuff. So, um, which is, oh, that's what I was going to tell you before, uh, before I was so rudely interrupted by that dog, <laughs> is that, uh, um, you know, I like the idea of setting, uh, setting up a raw binder um, because uh, it's going to be significantly cheaper. You're not going to care about it being, about each card being perfectly centered, 50-50, top, bottom, left, right. Uh, you know, it's okay to have a few flaws because it's just fun. It's just a fun, nostalgic thing to do. So, uh, back on track 86, obviously my man, Jose Canseco's Raider Rookie is in there. Um, and, uh, which arguably is, uh, one of the most iconic cards of, you know, the biggest baseball boom ever, uh, in that time period. There's one time where that card was you know, said that it was like fetching between $150, $175 raw before grading um, in like 90 or 91, if I remember correctly. Uh, really big deal of a card. <laughs> so, but Jose isn't the only one in A6 Donners. There's also Andre Scalaraga. I might consider put, putting him in there. Paul O'Neill, Fred McGriff. Um, uh, for 86 Donners, let me see if there's anybody else in the regular set. Um, like I said, I'm going through memory here. I don't believe so. So what I would do is I would move along to A6 Donruss, the rookies, 
Um, I think this is the first year they did the rookies. Uh, that's their little update set. I think it was like 56 cards, if I remember correctly. Uh, same design, except it's just a different border color. Uh, it went from like a blue to like turquoise. Um, said blue and black lines for the regular flagship set. There's like it's like green or turquoise and black. Um, as far as the uh, cards in that set, it's a it's a really good set because not only do you have Conseco again, um, you also have uh, Bo Jackson, you have Will Clark, uh, you have Barry Bonds. Uh, I think you have Barry Bonds. Did you have Barry Bonds in A6 on the rookies? Um, I don't know why I can't picture it right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. So anyways, um, you have like this great crop of rookies from A6 Stoners to the rookies where they uh, they really capitalized on the big names. I mean, could you imagine if they didn't and they, you know, left all of those incredible players uh, out? I mean, that would have just been insane. So uh, moving to A6 Fleer, uh, this design, I don't know. I feel like Fleer... Uh, seems almost like they gave up on design because in you know when you think about A1 and A2 they had like kind of fairly similar designs you know kind of blah 83 they have like this gray tannish kind of border color which is like okay eh, we'll give it a pass 84 is kind of nice it's got a nice white border with some nice uh, uh, strips of color top and bottom if I remember correctly 85 you're like okay it's silver okay and then 86 it's like this navy this navy blue it's like well come on guys you're not even trying <laughs> so anyways 86 Fleer you've got uh you've got a good crop of rookies but many of them share their rookie cards with other players nobody wants to see that right so anyway so you got Conseco but he's with uh, Eric Plunk uh, no offense to Eric Plunk by any stretch of the imagination, by the way. Um, I'm actually Facebook friends with that guy. <laughs> um, you have Cal Daniels, I think. He might be with, with Paul O'Neill. That's not a terrible card. Maybe that would put that in there. Um, Andres Calaraga, I think he's in there with uh, somebody else. Uh, who else? Is Fred McGriff? I don't even remember. Like, A6 Fleer is just kind of like a... Ugh. So, but same with, uh, with Donner's. Uh, Fleer came out with A6 Fleer update and they had single cards kind of like the A2 Tops trade finally had like a single rookie standalone of Calvin Jr. right so A6 Fleer update we've got uh, Barry Bonds uh, we've got, oh and by the way uh, Kevin Mitchell if you're into him and Bobby Bonilla those are a couple of guys that are iconic of the time period I think you they're, they're in there if I remember correctly um, for Donners maybe as well uh, for the rookies um, but anyway, so for Fleer Update, we've got Will Clark, Barry Bonds, um, Kinseko, obviously, if I didn't say it before. Um, not sure who else is in there for A6 Fleer Update. I just didn't really pay a whole lot of attention. I don't even, I, I can't picture in my head Bo Jackson. So maybe they didn't do a Bo Jackson A6 Fleer uh, Update, or regular for that matter. Yeah, I don't think they did because I can't picture it in my head. Um, so A6 Tops, uh, you know, probably one of my least favorite design cards, um, is A6 Tops. Uh, it is iconic because it's Tops and it's their flagship. Uh, and there are a lot of people that for some reason it's like really love the design for some reason. I don't really know why. 
<laughs> I never really understood that one. But uh, anyways, and by the way, ASIC Tops, there's, uh, there's some guys that are trying to put together these sets, these PSA 10 sets of ASIC Tops. And some of these commons, y'all, like they're going for hundreds of dollars. Like it's insane. PSA 10 of, uh, you know, Nick Asaski, for instance, or, you know, I don't know. But, uh, but I mean, it's just insane. So anyways, ASIC Tops. <coughs> that might be the first flagship set uh, that I don't put anything in my binder for as a representation. Um, now, A6 Tops Traded, on the other hand, is a whole other ball of wax. I'd put in, at a minimum, the Canseco, the Bo Jackson, the Barry Bonds, the Will Clark. Um, I put in all those guys, of course. I would maybe consider uh, doing some other guys in there. I think I'd probably just stick with those. If if I didn't, I might put in Kevin Mitchell and Bobby Bonilla, but I don't know. Uh, Barry Bonds, for sure, of course, if I didn't say that. Um, so, 87, uh, this, in my opinion, is where the baseball card boom really started. Like, so, especially for tops, like, there is probably more people that have fond memories of 1987 tops uh, tied to their childhood than any other type of card. Um, Seriously, like the iconic wood borders. So, and plus just a fabulous rookie crop uh, up and down the line for A7. And not to mention some of the nicest designs, most iconic designs. So for Donners, beautiful black borders with these like little handle bar things on left and right. Um, I would, I, I'm in love with A7 Donners guys. Like I think they just hit the nail on the head. We have rated rookies of Rafael Palmero, uh, Mark McGuire, Greg Maddox, Bo Jackson. Um, I wish they did a rated rookie of Barry Bonds and Will Clark. They did not. And Barry Larkin. Um, because I think, uh, but they do have regular A7 arms cards. But I would absolutely put all those guys in my binder, in my Ultimate A's binder. Um, there's probably a few rookies that Ray rookies that I'm forgetting about, but uh, I love like my favorites are Maddox, Bo, uh, and McGuire. Uh, I think those are my favorite Ray rookies in that set. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I put in there. Uh, there's nothing that comes to mind right off. Uh, A7 Donners, the rookies. I think there's a McGuire, there's a Maddox, there's a Bo Jackson. Um, I put all those guys in there. Um, and of course, you know, you want to start thinking about this as well. If you're doing like an ultimate 80s, how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go? Do you want to stick with the flagships or do you want to go into things like uh, uh, the Toys R Us box sets? Because they've got some amazing cards in there. All kinds of great rookies from 86, 87, 88. Um, but we'll, you know, for purposes of this podcast we're going over a half hour right now <laughs> so we'll just stick with the flagship stuff uh so a7 fleer uh in my opinion the nicest design quite possibly that a fleer flagship has ever had in uh that junk wax era at least um it is beautiful it's got the blue to white gradient it is just a really nicely designed card um i have a lot of fantastic memories uh about it i would go for um, and the thing is, is like Fleer, Fleer kind of, uh, you know, messed up because they didn't allow in their regular set the, uh, you know, McGuire 
or Maddox, you know, which is kind of wild to me. But um, in any event, uh, great cards in there. Uh, we have Barry Bonds, Will Clark. Uh, we have, uh, let's see, who else? We have Bo Jackson. Um, so I would absolutely put all those guys in there. Uh, Barry Larkin. And really, it's kind of funny. Like, up until Barry Larkin was uh, was introduced in the Hall of Fame a number of years ago, I wouldn't have really given him a second thought to pull in, in my uh, binder. But that would, but I would say definitely he uh, deserved a spot in there. Uh, Kevin Mitchell, just because I have a, a personal story of uh, pulling an A7 Fleer, Kevin Mitchell, I'd love that. Uh, if I didn't say this already, both the Killer Bees, Bonds and Bonilla, for A7 Fleer have to be in my binder. Um, let's see, Will Clark, if I didn't say it already, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. A7 Fleer update, uh, McGuire Maddox. So both those guys would have to be in there. Um, moving to tops, uh, you'd have to, I don't know if I put Kinseko in the A7 Fleer Donners in there in my binder. But the thing is though, is when it comes to A7 tops, I have to say absolutely yes, because that's like his most famous tops card ever, right? So for A7 tops, We'd have the Canseco, the McGuire, the Larkin, the Clark, the Bonds. I don't know if I put Boney in there. I don't know if I put a Kevin Mitchell in there. Um, Rafael Palmero would have to be in there. Uh, Barry Larkin would have to be in there. Um, i trying to think if there's anybody else. Yeah, I'm probably missing like so many cards, you guys, but uh, um, keep in mind I'm doing this completely from my head, so I don't, <laughs> I don't recall offhand every single card. But. Uh, trying to think if there's anything else in a seven tops it was just like a loaded set but again production overkill guys like that's why it's so easy uh to get these cards um i remember probably 10 years ago picking up like 20 a seven tops barry bonds rookie cards for like 75 cents each this guy's like why are you picking up that junk i'm like well you know, he's the he's the all-time home run king. <laughs> Whether he's a steroid guy or not, these are his rookies. Seventy-five cents can't beat him. So, anyways, uh, but yeah, just a fabulous set, right? So, moving on to eighty-seven tops traded. Um, I believe the only one worth getting out of that for an ultimate ace binders of the Maddox rookie. Um, I don't think there's anything else really in eighty-seven tops uh, traded. Um, so, anyways, uh, moving on to eighty-eight, probably one of the weaker uh, years, but, uh, you know, of this run, because, and so we'll go ahead and stop at 89, but, uh, or after 89, but anyways, uh, so for 88 Donruss, you have like, uh, trying to think of who else in there. I know there's like a Tom Glavin uh, rookie. Um, who else? Ron Gant. I probably, probably, probably wouldn't put Ron Gant in there. Oh. I don't even know if he's in the regular 88 Donner set or not. Um, who else is in 88? Roberto Alomar, uh, his rookie's in there, so we'd have to put him in the binder. Um, who else is in 88? I'm trying to think. I think Glavin and Alomar are the main guys. Uh, 88 Donner's the rookies, I think. Uh, Craig Biggio and Mark Grace are in there. No, oh, that's another one. Mark Grace you'd have to put in. Uh, you know, your ultimate A's winder for a rated rookie. Um, let's see, who else? Um, kind of stalling out in 88 because I don't know if there's really 
I almost want to consult my price guide or checklist or something and see who else would be in there. Because like to me right now, the only ones I'm thinking of are Glavin, Grace, and Alamar. Maybe that's all there is uh, that's worth putting in an Ultimate 80s binder. But yeah, 88 Donners for Rookies. Um, I think, like I said, I think, think Biggio's in there. I think you might have Grace again in there. I think you might have Alamar in there again. Uh, that's one that we probably have to look uh, with a fine tooth comb. So 88 Fleer, um, uh, not nearly as nice design as 87, but in my opinion, light years better than almost all the other years that they did before. <laughs> so for 88 Fleer, I would go for, uh, let's see, who's an 88 Fleer? Um, Edgar Martinez um, and Mark Grace. And let's see, who else? is an 88 Fleer. Uh, maybe Tom Glavin. I think Tom Glavin might be in there too, I think. Um, 88 Fleer update. Let's go for... Uh, I gotta think that Alomar, Ambigio, and Smoltz. I think Smoltz is in there. So I think we'd have to put him in there as well. Uh, I think there's a standalone Grace, perhaps, that we'd have to put in there. Um, 88 Tops, and, and I, again, I'm, I'm missing a few here and there, so I apologize. Oh, and before we go to Tops, we're going to introduce a new guy into the realm, the Score. So 88 Score, I would probably have to say, man, this is really testing me now. Like, I know Glavin's in there, uh, so you have to put Glavin in. Um, as far as all of the other rookies, I don't know if there's anybody else in 88 score that's worth getting out until the rookie and traded set. They went right out the gate with the rookie and traded set, and it was a fabulous set. Uh, it had Craig Biggio, Roberto Alomar, Mark Grace. Um, those are the three that I remember off the top of my head, um, so I would absolutely put all three of those in there. Um, great, great set. Uh, not really a massive fan of 88 score. Huge fan of 88 score rookie traded. Um, so anyways, moving to tops, we've got, uh, Tom Glavin again. Um, and you know, this is one of the things where you might want to, uh, think about possibly adding in errors. And I, I've, haven't really talked a whole lot of errors, you know, for the other years, but you know, you've got like a an error of Maguire's record breaker, I think, with a triangle at the bottom, white triangle versus not. You've got the Al Leiter, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, a rookie where it's him versus Jimmy Key or something, I don't recall. But uh, so there's a difference there. Um, uh, there's, I think, an Eddie Murray record breaker error, if I remember correctly. So there's, there's a handful of them. In there you know that you might want to consider uh, adding in so uh, but anyway so for 88 tops I'm trying to think if there's anything else I think that's probably one of the weakest top sets that's ever been made uh, you know maybe a six tops is like the weakest maybe it's the second weakest or vice versa I don't know um, so I'm trying to think what else there is for 88 tops traded for instance I think there's got to be I'm sure there's got to be like a Biggio, an Alomar, a Grace. I know there's a few of those guys for sure. Um, maybe Smoltz. 
And if there is, absolutely, I'd put him in there. Um, so that kind of concludes it for 88. So moving on to 89, we have uh, yet yeah, another player uh, by the name of Upper Deck. And Bowman also. I forgot about that. I'm going to tell you straight up, in my binder for me personally, not a single 89 Bowman would uh, would touch the pages of my Ultimate Age binder. <laughs> I've never liked 89 Bowman. I don't like how uh, how tall the cards are. They never fit right. And just, uh, you know, no. I don't like the design. I don't like anything about it, really. <laughs> so, anyways, that's just me. I've got, like, a few nostalgic feelings toward, toward the set, but... Nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna go through them. But if you if you do, um, great crop of rookies. You've got uh, you've got. Uh, if I remember correctly, you've got Griffey, um, you've got Sheffield, you've got uh, probably Randy Johnson, um, probably Craig Biggio. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's just like a lot of you know a lot of different cards that you could probably fill your binder with if you wanted to maybe maybe that would be the only sideways binder page that you have or something i don't know <laughs> but for me i'm way past i'm a pass so um 89 donners i love 89 donners i think there's so many fabulous cards in in that set um there's a Bizio rookie there's a griffey rookie there's uh sheffield there's uh what else is there i think i'm going to miss like a bunch of them randy johnson um i think john smoltz maybe I, I might put john smoltz in there again um who else who else who else who else um there's man i feel like i'm missing like a whole lot of them maybe i'll just continue through uh and remember them as we go but uh 89 donners uh, the rookies um I don't even remember who's in that, but I think there's, uh, I know there's like a Griffin of Sheffield, so we'd have to put those in there for sure. Um, who else would we do? Um, this is probably where it'd be good to have like a checklist instead of me just going through my head uh, through all these. But in any event, um, let's move on to 89 Fleer. Another great uh, set for errors. If you want to do errors, you've got the the Bill Ripken, what I call Rick face, as they would call them in the Beckett magazines when I was growing up. And there's like a number of them. There's a, a black scribble, white scribble, a white box. There's the obscenity. There's the saw cut. There's all kinds of different versions of that if you wanted to do them. There's a Randy Johnson rookie that's also got an error um, where they uh, they uh, blurred out the Marlboro uh, background. Um, you have a Gary Sheffield rookie. You've got Jeff Treadway that's got an error, like a some sort of like a printing error on there. Um, what else do you have? You know, if we are, you put in the Biggio rookie, of course. Uh, you do the Griffey, of course. Uh, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else here for A9 Fleer. I like A9 Fleer, by the way. Like, I, I think it's a nice, nice looking set got a lot of memories about you know Fleer also so that helps too um i mean just really the usual suspects i mean you've got john smoltz also um trying to think if there's anybody else i think that kind of does it 89 Fleer update that stretches me that stretches me guys because i don't remember what's in 89 Fleer update i don't know if there's anything in 89 Fleer update um I would imagine probably Randy Johnson because I think he went from the uh, Expos to the Mariners. 
but you know, eh, not really sure I'd be too terribly excited about that card either way. Um, so, uh, but I'd probably put it in, in the binder if it exists. Uh, going forward to score, um, we have really kind of the same guys over again, and also there's a few other errors that you might want to check out in that set. But I mean, you know, you've got the, you do not have a Griffey in the regular set. Um, you have to go to the rookie and traded uh, set for that, which by the way, I might consider, by the way, for all the 89 traded and update sets, if there's an Nolan Ryan card, I might pull those and put them in my ultimate 80s binder. In fact, I'm sure I would. So, anyways, 89, uh, 89 score, you got, you know, Sheffield, you got Smoltz, so obviously put those guys in there. You got Biggio, put him in there. Um, uh, Trying to think if there's anybody else. Him, Randy Johnson. Um, then 89 score, rookie and traded. Yeah, the Griffey, of course. Yeah, maybe just the, and, and you know, just for kicks, maybe, maybe Albert Bell. He's named as Joey Bell in there, and that would go for all of the 89 sets, uh, potentially. So, uh, going forward, uh, we will go to Tops. Tops, I might lean in more heavily into nostalgia, where not only would I pull the Sheffield and the Randy Johnson and the Craig Biggio, uh, there's no Griffey in 89 Tops regular. You have to go for 89 Tops traded, which I would obviously get along with Nolan Ryan. But I also might consider uh, doing like Greg Jeffries, which I might do that for 88 Donners as well, by the way. Um, so that's a possibility. And try to think what else here. Because um, 89 Tops, I just, I'm in love with those Future Stars cards, guys. Like, <laughs> I love them. So I think I would definitely go for the Greg Jeffries at a minimum. Um, you know, Gary Sheffield, I'd have to put in there anyway, so that's that's kind of set. But, anyways, uh, you know, tops traded, like I said, Griffey and Nolan, uh, for sure. Uh, and Joey, uh, Albert, don't call me Joey Bell, um, put him in there, and then, uh, that leads us to the big daddy, a nine upper deck. Obviously, 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 we go for Griffey. We go for Chef. We go for Rain Johnson. We go for Biggio. Um, maybe Greg Jeffries. Maybe we do the reverse negative of uh, Dale Murphy um, if you're doing errors. Um, maybe you do the triple exposure of Nolan Ryan, uh, possibly. I think there's triple exposure of A9 Upper Deck. Uh, I think there might also be a Jim Abbott uh, like that as well. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that, but it just might be iconic enough to add an Earl to Maze binder. Um, and uh, yeah, going to A9 Upper Deck extended because they they went straight out the shoot just like Score with a, an update set. I would absolutely put uh, the Nolan Ryan in it because it's iconic. It's, he's with Rangers. He's throwing a football. Um, maybe Abbott's an extended. Um, I don't remember, but. Anyways, I don't know if there's anything else really worthwhile in A9 Upper Deck Extended beyond that. So, anyways, but yeah, that that kind of does it. Like, we're at 47 minutes, 47 and a half minutes. We've gone through and, and put together an Ultimate 80s binder. So, if I've missed any, let me know what your thoughts are. I'd love to hear them. Um, but 
hope you've enjoyed this and you know you can obviously go back take notes compare them with the checklists that are prevalent online and, and create your own raw 80s ultimate binder so thank you for listening as always i hope you all have a great night